This is HPR episode 2387 entitled Free Weights and a Bicycle. It is hosted by Frank Bell and is about 21 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Frank discusses his lifelong love for free weights. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hello, this is Frank Bell, and today I want to talk about a topic I've been toying with addressing for some time and was motivated to actually record this by HPR episode 2361, in which Klaatu, Deep Geek, and Lost in Bronx discussed their various exercise routines and some general pointers about particularly weight training. I have worked out with free weights since I was about 15 years old. There are only two periods during which I was not doing that. First, the period when I was in college and the few years immediately after that, and then the period during which I had so many kids in the house, I could not find time to maintain any sort of regular exercise schedule. I was a fat little kid, or at least I was a fat little kid from about eight years old when I had my tonsils out. I wasn't as fat as Spanky in our gang, but my mother would order my trousers from the Sears Husky line. And then when I was in 10th grade, one of the coaches at my high school Coach Ken Parker, for some reason, took me under his wing. Now, Coach Parker was a gruff, blustery sort of fellow. A lot of the kids were scared of him, but I realized as I got to know him that underneath, he was a teddy bear. And for some reason, he took pity on me and got me into some athletic events, but I wasn't big enough and had no desire to play football, but he got me interested in track. And although I never became, and probably could have never become, any sort of star athlete, he got me to get interested in getting in shape. And that Christmas, my parents gave me a 110-pound Sears Ted Williams vinyl-covered weight set that consisted of a barbell, two dumbbells, and several plates of weight. Four tens, four fives, four two and a halves, I think. And ever since then, free weights has been my thing. I don't have any particular interest in going to the gym. I'm very much an introvert. 
I also don't like the whole shower scene simply because I like to content myself with one shower a day, not two. And that one shower a day I can take now that I'm retired, or as Dave Morris would put it, a pensioner. I can work out, then take my daily shower. Also, working out at home is a lot cheaper than working out at a gym. There are no membership fees and no tempting gift shops and the like. To supplement my weights, and weights are what, when I was growing up, called an anaerobic exercise, meaning they exercised your muscles for strength and endurance, but did nothing for the aerobic, or what these days is called the cardio system. Endurance, you know, strengthening your heart, and stuff like that there. And I do my aerobic stuff with a bicycle, because I love bicycles. I don't particularly enjoy jogging, though I have done it, and now uh, I actually value having my knees far too much to go around and punish them with heel strikes. The general structure of my exercise routine is to do some loosening up and I do stretching exercises very loosely based on the old Canadian Air Force exercise routine which I used to follow when I was on the road and away from my exercise equipment and there will be a link to a Wikipedia article about that in the show notes. And after I do my weight training, I will then ride either the stationary bicycle uh, in inclement weather or in the wintertime, or my Fuji Sports 10, which is probably older than most of you listening to this, except for me and Dave, which was reconditioned by uh, an outfit called the Urban Bike Project in Wilmington, Delaware. And I do love me my Fuji Sports 10. So why free weights? They have a versatility you are not going to find with lots of other types of exercises. You don't need big heavy weight machines to do them. You can make them do pretty much whatever you want. If you want to train for muscular endurance and to lose weight, you can do that. If you want to train for strength and bulk, you can do that. Or try to be somewhere in between, which is where I try to hit. There are many different exercises you can do for each part of your body. So you can exercise each part of your body in slightly different ways. What I commonly do is design a program And every three to four months, I will change it out because, frankly, I get bored with it and want to do another set of exercises. My general regimen is three sets of eight reps. I add a rep every two weeks. When I was younger, it was every week until I get up to ten reps. I will then drop back to eight and add five pounds. If they're dumbbell exercises, I will add five pounds total, which is why I have four one and a quarter pound discs. And these discs also have uh, kilos on them 
A two and a half pound disc is, appro is approximately 1.1 kilograms. If you want bulk and strength, the general rule is to do fewer reps and heavier weight. If you want muscular endurance, you do more reps with less weight. The only other piece of equipment I have besides my bars, and I do have a special curling bar, but that's not essential for anyone starting out, is I do have a weight bench that has a leg attachment on the end so I can do leg curls and leg raises. For a typical program, the conventional wisdom, and I've never seen anything to counter it, is to start with your larger muscles first. So I will start out with my leg exercises. I may be doing half squats. Don't do full squats with weights. That is dangerous. Half squats or I might do a mix of leg raises and leg curls on my bench. Then I will move to the chest and shoulder muscles with something like bench presses or dumbbell flies. I will also usually do, depending on the combination, if some sort of lateral raise, either a standing forward raise or a standing side raise or a bent over lateral raise where you bend over from your waist and then you hold the dumbbells beneath you and raise them out to the side. After that, I'll proceed to the arm muscles doing something for the triceps and something for the biceps, maybe a curl and then a triceps curl or possibly some form of curl or triceps pullover where you lie down on your back with your barbell and you basically lower your arms and then raise them again, focusing on the triceps. And I'll generally wrap up with something for the wrist. I made a little wrist machine, which is a two-foot pipe with a hole in it and a piece of clothesline strung through the hole and a ring and a hook at the other end. I can put that clothesline through a couple of discs snap it tight and then just hold the bar out and wrap the clothesline up tight with my palms facing downward then I do the same thing with my palms facing upward or I may do wrist curls with either the barbell or the dumbbell at this point I have maybe 250 pounds of weight disc to put on the barbells and the dumbbells this is not because I lift 250 pounds, it's so I can have the amount of weight that I want on each device and not have to take it off and put it on again and take it off and put it on again. I can simply stay there until I'm ready to add more weight in a couple of weeks. Now I mentioned various types of curls. This will give you an example of how many variations there are on exercises you can do with free weights. You can do barbell curls, dumbbell curls. 
you can do the classic curl with the palm up or the reverse curl with the palm down. You can do Zotman curls where you start out with your palm facing you with the weight extended downward. You, as you curl, you twist the dumbbell until the palm is facing you when you reach the peak of the curl. You can do concentration curls. Think of the sculpture, the thinker. You assume a position similar to the thinker, except that in one hand you're holding a dumbbell. You balance your elbow against your knee and curl up. This has the benefit of focusing all the exercise on your bicep. And those are just different types of curls I can think of as I'm extimping this podcast. If you have not done work with weights and you are interested to, and in this I'm speaking uh, to a question that Klaatu raised in episode 2361, start small. When I had been away from weights for quite a while, uh, for various reasons, and then decided to pick back up again, I started with weights that were on the bar that was much less than I thought I could handle. And I started with one set. If the weight was ridiculously less than I could handle, the next time I might add five pounds until I felt I was at the right place. And then I worked up from eight to ten reps and added a second set. Especially working out at home the way I do, safety has to be the first concern. That frankly is why I do not do squats with the barbell across my shoulders anymore. It's not that I couldn't do the squats, it's that getting barbell with 120, 125, uh, at one time I was squatting my own weight up to my shoulders is not something I can do safely by myself. And I don't have room in my bedroom where I work out to have a squat rack attached to my weight bench. Now I will mention the first weight bench I had when my parents gave me that set of weights low these many years ago I made myself out of two by fours and one by eights that we had in the barn loft on Pineview Farm where I grew up. It was very primitive but it worked. You don't need the fancy stuff. What you need more than anything to get full benefits of weight training is a little bit of research so you know what combinations of exercises you can use and perseverance. In the times I've been away from weight training and come back to it as when I finally had a house that was instead of being full of three kids was full of one kid I found it takes me about three months when doing the exercises stops being a chore something I must discipline myself to do and become simply part of the routine. So if you can stick it through that first three months or so till it becomes habit, something you're used to and even start to look forward to, then you'll be fine. But I will warn you those first three months or whatever the time frame might be for you will require 
some perseverance and sometimes fighting the impulse to say, oh, not today. I also have not been sucked in to the modern idea that you have to keep your records on your computer. I use the same record keeping method that I used 50 years ago. A composition book. And I record the names of the exercises and then the date and in a formula of sets times reps times weight what I did. I see no benefit to putting it on the computer, no benefit to me, certainly no benefit for it to go to some website where they're going to take my information and sell it to somebody who's then going to turn around and try to sell me something to track my performance so they get even more information that they can turn around and sell. I recommend this Amid composition book works just fine and you keep your records using a pointy implement where ink comes out of one end. Some of you older folks may remember it. It's called a fountain pen. The other reason I adopted this is when I'm working out and I'm busy listening to a Hacker Public Radio podcast or some other podcast, I sometimes forget how many sets I've done. So after each set, I will enter in an element of the date I use the American notation, month, day, year. I'll enter in the month. I'll do the next set. I'll enter in the day. I'll do the next set. I'll enter in the year. And it helps me on those days when I'm really concentrating on something else with my mind while I'm trying to improve my body just to keep track of where the heck it is. It's sort of like a GPS except it's more of a map. Remember maps? They, they, they were on paper and had pretty colors. I like them too. I must say, Deep Deep mentioned Jack LaLanne's book. I've never seen that, though I can say that Jack LaLanne appeared in one of the episodes of Peter Gunn back in the late 50s. And he was one trim little fellow. The book that provided the most assistance to me was one called Mike Mincer's Complete Book of Weight Training, which as near as I can tell is no longer available and most people don't remember it. Most of Mike Mincer's books were about high intensity training. This one is not. It's for the person who just wants to stay fit. It's divided into sections for men and women these days. It might not be, but also sections about exercises for your back, exercises for your arms, so you can see the smorgasbord of different exercises you can choose from depending on what you want to accomplish. The only thing I found that I would recommend that I've seen recently is something called weight training for dummies. And I'm looking at it right now. They also tell you exercises for various parts of the body and I just open it to this page that says practicing shoulder exercises and lists the exercises coming up dumbbell shoulder press, lateral raise, front raise, back delt fly, internal and external rotation, 
and then two machine exercises which I'm not going to mention because who cares for machines. I know that LL Cool J also has a book out about weight training which is actually quite good. I was rather surprised until I saw a picture of LL Cool J and he certainly does keep himself in top shape but I think the weight training for dummies would be better for someone who's interested in just starting out. I have looked for various websites that might be useful and frankly I haven't found much that I would consider useful for a beginner. Too many of them behind the tutorials are trying to sell you stuff. And so really a nice book where all they want to sell you is a book is probably a much better choice. And I think, let me look at my notes, see if there's anything else. No, that's it. I will include, just in case someone finds it useful, some of my various routines taken from my records here in my Mead composition book. This particular book I started keeping in, let's see, September of 2010. So you see, and, I, and, and you know what, over that whole period, this book has never suffered any data loss. Sometimes nothing beats a book. And that will be my last word. It's been fun talking at you. If you want to email me, you can email me as frank at pineviewfarm.net. My website is pineviewfarm.net. Thank you very much, and I'll catch you on the flip. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.